Heritage Foundation. I'm Michelle Cordero, and this is Heritage Explains. I believe that today, when we talk about public education, it should include free tuition at public colleges and universities. That is nonsense. What a Medicare for All program does is finally provide in this country health care for every man, woman, and child as a right. Independent Socialist Bernie Sanders has a new plan to get jobs for everybody. He wants to take your money to pay for guaranteed jobs for everybody in the country. Jobs funded by your federal taxes. Yep, you heard that right. America's favorite socialist has come up with a new way for you to feel the burn. Guaranteed jobs for everyone. Today, David Kreutzer, a senior research fellow in Heritage's Institute for Economic Freedom and Opportunity, explains why universal jobs won't work for America and are essentially just another form of welfare. Hi, David. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So today we're here to talk about the Uber left's new favorite proposal. And and this is really started out with Bernie Sanders and his new job plan. What is this plan? Well, it, it hasn't been totally fleshed out, but it's basically guaranteeing anybody that wants a $15 an hour job with benefits that they will get one courtesy of the government. So it's $15 an hour for everyone. For, for, yeah, that's the lowest you can get. So what kind of a job is this? For example, are these private sector jobs that are being subsidized by the government or are these government-created jobs? I'm not sure they have that all the way planned, but it sounds like it's going to be government jobs. And the government will then assign you some tasks, I assume. But the main thing isn't the jobs producing something. The thing is that you're getting paid. So it's really not a job so much as welfare. Work required. Well, we would hope there would be work required. Sounds like something that, (laughs) yeah. We'll see. That that brings me to another question. How do you get fired from a job like this? Um, you know, that would kind of ruin the plan, wouldn't it? If, yeah. if everybody that wanted a job at $15 an hour could get fired. What if you don't have skills? If you don't have this, well, if you had the skills, you wouldn't need this job. And what if you have bad habits? If you uh, have bad habits, uh, that this is the job for you. Yeah, I guess so. So, and it's so it's not just Bernie Sanders. There are other liberals who are on board with this, right? Yeah, there there are a couple of other people that are that seem to be running uh, for for office. Uh, Cory Booker has some sort of a similar plan, and there's another senator I can't think of right now who um, is also pushing it, and our congresswoman, I think. Uh, any event, so I'm I'm not sure that. The majority of the Democrats in, in, in D.C. really want something like this. There, some people were asked to comment on it, and they said things like, well, I haven't looked at it yet, or, hey, i got to catch this elevator, <laughs> stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I read that, too. They're really No one's really sure how they're going to pay for it, so that's the big— Yeah, even, even Bernie Sanders' plan didn't, didn't offer up a budget, what it was going to cost. So it sounds more like you know, a messaging thing to take to his rallies than an actual serious proposal. But the fact that so many people are pushing this, well, enough people are pushing this, um, that it's sort of scary in the economic ignorance that it reveals. So I thought a fun way of addressing some of the narratives coming out of the left would be to play a little game with you called True or False. (laughs) All right, David, ready? True or False, providing every American with a government job 
would help working Americans make more money. Don't think that's true. I'm going to go false on that one. Because you, what you're not doing is you're not actually increasing the pie. The way you increase the pie is to make the economy more productive and you have people doing things that are actually worth more than the wage they get paid. And there's no guarantee that that's going to happen here at all. Matter of fact, it's likely to not be the case. Yeah, you, you wrote about that in your op-ed. You wrote um, wages grow when productivity grows. Wages grow when productivity grows. This does nothing to do that. Matter of fact, it would be anti-productivity because you have to raise taxes to pay for it. Right. That's going to be a disincentive for the taxpayers to do the investment that needs to be done. All right. This, this is the other talking point on the left. True or false? Providing every American with a government job would reduce inequality by lowering unemployment rates for minorities. Hmm. Um, what did I say? <laughs> no, I don't. The, you, you, you're, you're not actually reducing unemployment rates. This is like an unemployment benefit, not actually putting people to work. That's the problem with these government jobs is that they're really just paying money and they're not doing what a job does, which is you pay money for something that's worth more than what you pay. And if these people could get produce more than their $15 an hour, uh, if they could produce output worth more than that, then we wouldn't have to go through the government. Right. And what we want is programs to make their labor worth more, not just pay them more. So we want, we want companies to invest, to create capital that will increase the demand for labor. And we're seeing that. Actually, much more powerful than this guaranteed jobs program is the tax cuts that we saw last uh, December and or January and the uh, the regulation you know normal is getting getting rid of unnecessary burdensome regulation which we've done for the past year what have we seen we've seen firms that have invested we've seen that they're giving bonuses they're giving pay raises um, the you know their attitude about how the economy is going has gone up so we see all sorts of good signs that the economy is growing and in fact, some of us from Heritage went on a listening tour in Ohio to talk to employers, and their main problem is finding people that can both pass a drug test and who will show up regularly at work. And you know, we we have a four percent unemployment. Matter of fact, it's a little, it's a tick below four. This is this is a very tight labor. How market. close is that to considered full? It's, it's labor. right. It's right there. Usually, they use four percent, and I think the last uh, last week we got the number was three point nine. So, so we're, then- we're pretty much at full employment. The liberals' mission then is to get those people who can't pass a drug test. A well, I, you know, I don't want you know. Clearly, there are going to be some people out there right now who are good workers who are having trouble finding a job. You know, there are going to be pockets of you know small towns, especially where they say destroyed the coal industry, right? Yeah, you know, something like that. So, I you know, I it, it'd be obnoxious to say that right. everybody that's not working now is a drug addict or doesn't want to work. That's not true. But these are we want to look at the overall picture. You know, what's what's a program going to do? And we see a very tight labor market. And we, we expect that as in this tight labor market, employers are competing with each other for this who's left over to be hired, the wages are going to start going up. Has anyone tried this before? Well, you know, we had, we had job, government jobs programs back in the Great Depression when the unemployment rate was 25%. And remember, back then, most households were single earner households. So a 25% unemployment rate in the 30s uh, was much worse than a 25% rate would be right now. And right now we're at 4%. So there's really, you know, some people talk about the New Deal programs. That's it, not, it's not even in the same universe as the economic situation we have now. So I don't think this proposal is going away, and especially as the left prepares for 2020. As simply as possible, can you tell me, in your perspective, why this is a failing proposal? Okay. The reason it's failing is it, is it, it makes the economy smaller. So there's no way you can make everybody richer by having a smaller economy. And the reason it makes the economy smaller 
is because in, instead of directing people towards those activities that generate the most output per hour, it's generating, it's sending them to the government where they're simply going to get paid the $15. What they're going to produce, we don't know. That's not part of the metric. It's, it's the program's not set up that, hey, we're going to pay you $15 an hour only so long as you produce $15 or more worth of output because then you really wouldn't need this program. So you have to raise taxes to pay for it. There's, there's going to be – in anybody's calculation, it's going to be huge. So when, you're, when you have this huge additional tax burden to pay for this program, it's going to reduce the actual productive part of the private economy. So you can't you – can't, it's not going to lift any boats. Well, it may lift a few, but you certainly can't – it's not a rising tide kind of a, of a, of a policy. It's a, it's a cutting up a smaller pie so that some people may get a bigger piece. Doesn't it sort of flip everything that we know in terms of measuring economics on its on its head anyway? You would think so. You know, it, this, this whole attitude uh, people like Senator Sanders have is that the economy is this fixed bucket of money. And all you have to do is divide it up favor, you know, fairly. Well, there are incentives in there. You know, and I, you know, I'm not going to make the case that Jeff Bezos with $100 billion or whatever he has, it has worked a billion times harder than somebody with $100 dollars. Or in the eyes of God, he deserves a billion times more than somebody that only has $100 in their bank account. But what we know is when we've tried these programs that, that are based on jealousy, and, and uh, they don't work. What happens is we try to get that 1%. We try to squeeze them. And they're the ones whose investment is, is, you know, can, can go in the most different places. They can send it overseas. They can do this. They, they can just spend it themselves if it's not worth doing the investment. So when we try to take the money from the rich people to make it fair, the economy shrinks. You know, it's not because I love rich people more than poor people that I'm in favor of policies that reduce taxes on rich. It's because I know if you tax them less, you're going to get more investment. That's going to increase the demand for labor so that now the poor people will see their wages go up. Thank you so much for your time, David. Oh, thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of Heritage Explains. As always, if you like today's podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, today, I'm going to go ahead and leave some links to some other podcasts I think you might like in our show notes. Go check them out, and I will see you next week. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero, with editing by Thalia Rampersad.